Because I said, oh, can I cite you as one of my sources? And she was like, uh, does it have to be right? And I was like, <laughs> it's not testimony. It's and I was like, I was like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's our trademark. I was like, nothing we do is right. Hey guys, welcome back to Couple Goals with us and I'm. Hey guys. Hi. It's our Christmas episode, actual Christmas episode, Christmas Eve debut. Yeah. I don't I don't really have any Christmas content. Though. I have no Christmas content because nobody's going to listen to this around Christmas. Right. Nobody's going to be at work this week. And therefore, when they finally get around to listening to this, it'll probably be sometimes in 2019. But hey, Merry Christmas if you do listen. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy whatever the hell. Wee woo. Happy whatever you're celebrating. Wee. All right, let's get right into this. Yeah, let's this, try to make this, this will probably this will probably be short. All right. I have a quick news story. A man named Richard Taverna found a blue Chanel bag on the one train platform at Lincoln Center. That bag is probably worth. Does it say in your article? No. That bag is probably is moving our entire table that we record on. Wow. Don't settle down. A dog weighs like 15 pounds. He's moving our whole table. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Chanel bag is probably worth like between, depending on which bag it is, it's probably worth between like $1,700 and like $3,500. Just so you understand. Well, check this out. Uh, Taverna says, I picked it up to see if there was an identification so I could get it to the right person. Inside, there was a note written in Russian. Okay, nope. Since there was no MTA agent at the station, Taverna took the purse with him and investigated later. There's an envelope inside. I opened the envelope and there was a big stack of money. Inside, there were 100 $100 bills, totaling $10,000. And so he took it to the police. Now, the spin on this story is, hey, what a good guy this Richard Taverna is. Um, oh, I don't want anything. Oh, wait, hang on a little bit more. So the police confirmed the bag belonged to a woman who lives in Manhattan. She had reported it stolen or missing. I was going to say. She had reported it missing or whatever. I don't know. If it she, had just been, filed, she filed a report. Okay, because if it had been stolen, that money wouldn't have been in there. Well, yeah, but no, I mean, she reported it missing before he turned it in. So she was heading to vacation in Russia. That doesn't sound suspect at all. This time of year, this is, that's the hot spot, I'm guessing. Right. Christmas time. Let's I always go to Russia, love, folks. I always love to go to Russia. Hey, it's, I need 10000 in cash before I go, by the way. Let's hit right. the ATM. So, yeah, it's supposed to be this feel good. Oh, this guy is such a good guy. It's like, yeah, he didn't want anything to do with that. When he found, found out everything was in Russian, $10,000, he's like, uh, I don't, I'm not I'm not this. trying. <laughs> That's what actually happened. I'm not trying to have the Kremlin coming after me or the KGB <laughs> the or whatever. I don't know. I don't. I don't it's stay. Probably current. my guess would be Russian. Uh, what, what do they call those guys? They you know, like sex traffickers. That's a big thing. Oh, I don't know. Who yeah. am I? Like, I don't want anything to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's my guess. I don't I want. go right to that. Oh, no, thank you. I don't want anything to do with any of that. But yeah, if I find 10,000 in cash, 
in general. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. Like, what's a, I mean, you could say it's because of, right. You could say it's because of, you know, goodwill. Right. But the point is, I don't want anything to do with it. That's clearly for something good or bad. You don't just travel around with $10,000 in cash and then forget it. If I, (laughs) but yeah, if I had $10,000 in cash on me, that's all I would be able to think about is the fact that I was carrying (laughs) $10,000 in cash on me. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't then be like, oh shit, I left it on the back of that public restroom toilet. Fuck. If I was carrying around, like, we'll just say she has one of the, the more affordable, smaller bags. (laughs) Okay. And so let's say she's carrying around a $1,500 bag. Jesus. More affordable. Well, that's like the smaller Chanel bags. I will never understand purses. That's how like it's it's people carry around for stuff. Like if you ever notice the Louis Vuittons that are that that like all the Ohio moms are carrying. I never. They all carry the same goddamn bag because it's the bag that costs like 900 bucks. So everyone. It's the cheap one. Mm. And it comes with like a small insert like smaller bag that you can carry as its own little like clutch so everybody buys that bag which means like i don't want that bag now because everybody in the world has it and it's just like a tote why would you want a 900 bag? and everybody has it that's what i don't understand is why would you want the same bag as everybody else like i'm i'm unique just like everybody else <laughs> like goddamn think for yourself but my point is at that point, don't you feel like that's all you think about is the fact that you're carrying around that much money on you? If I'm going to carry around, I was around, just saying, yeah. If I if I was carrying that much cash, that's no, the but only I mean, thought like, that would be pervading my head. If you're carrying a bag that costs that much, I feel like that's all I would think about. Like, if I'm going to carry around that much money, I want it to be a computer, I want it to be a camera, I want it to be a piece of technology that I am creating something with. I don't want it to be. A, a bag, bag, a bag is just functional. You're shoving stuff in it, and then you have to set it down places. It's right? going to get roughed up and dirty. Ugh. I don't understand it. I don't know. I don't get That's it. That's just not mine. Do people carry bags for their bags? Like, oh, let me put my bag in here. Yeah, so bags I, come with dust bags. But so no, what? but do people then carry that bag inside their expensive bag no. to then set their purse on? Although, when I got this, my my backpack that I carry... Like, I have a backpack for my DSLR camera that, like, the whole bottom, this is for listeners, my whole bottom is, like, for the camera and all my lenses, and then the backpack portion fits my computer and it has a charger stuff. That came with a bag, and it's supposed to be for, like, when it's raining, I slip the bag over my backpack and my straps still come out so I can still wear it. That makes sense, though. I, that, that's, that seems functional. Yeah, you have a lot of that electronic has a bag. equipment so I, in there. So I have a bag for my backpack, but I can still wear it as a backpack. Although the idea of wearing a bag on my backpack while on my back, it's it's a bit much for me. Yeah, but you got to protect that but stuff if I inside was, the if bag. But if I took public transit... See, that stuff is actually valuable. It's not yeah. valuable because it says Louis Vuitton on it. Can you imagine? It has expensive components. Right. I carry thousands of dollars worth of shit in, on my back when I do that. Yeah. But I'm also not taking public transit, so I don't need that. Like, if I were, I would care more about that. I wonder how much the people get paid to make those bags. I wonder how much they make when they're making a $3,500 bag. If they're making commensurate pay (laughs) to go along with a $3,500 bag. Louis bags are made in France, so they might be making decent money. Like, that's not, it's not the same as, like... Is it a person? Is it a machine? Do you know? I don't. I'm really curious. I think curious. they're hand-stitched. I think they're actually quality. Yeah, I think they're actually quality bags. I bet they don't make that much money. No, they I'm don't. guessing they don't, but... 
Anyway, I, that's not... Who cares? Yeah, so... Okay, cool. I'll go first this week. How about it? I, this is going to be a very minimally edited episode because today, as we record, is December 23rd, and I don't really feel like editing all that much. Last week, Sean edited... Did you guys notice? Oh, let's do some quick housekeeping. Okay. Last week, Sean edited. He did a great job. Thanks. He saved me because I was like an hour into editing and the whole thing shut down on me. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. I stepped in real quick. Just be, I, I put myself in her shoes and I, I know I would have lost my fucking mind if that had happened to me while I was editing. So I was just like, hey, hey, I'll do that. Let me do that. Because I know I, was, I know how I would have reacted. It would not it would not have been it would not have gone well. I will say I meditate every night now. Like that's like a new thing I do. And not new, but relatively new. Yeah. Like newer habit. And I was able to handle that adversity a lot easier. Yeah. Than I used to. I used to freak out a lot. And I was able to just like <laughs> sit there and just be like, okay. I'm trying not to lose my shit. It was very like, it was very Seinfeld serenity now and sanity later. Like I was trying to, I was trying to remain calm and Sean was just like, let me take over this. And I was like, oh, thank God. So he edited that. Um, the other housekeeping we wanted to address is if you listened to the Cleveland Curiosities episode, mm -hmm. we talked a lot about Zac Efron. As John Wayne Gacy <laughs> in his upcoming movie. <laughs> now, let me just say, I know who John Wayne Gacy is. I know what John Wayne Gacy looks like. Mostly because of the acid bath album cover of the self-portrait that John Wayne Gacy painted of himself as Pogo the Clown. So he, he is a fat, not necessarily attractive man. Just an average looking guy, I would say. Overweight. Yesterday and, was his confession date, I believe. December okay. 22nd. That's weird that you know that. Anyway, but we were confusing him with Ted Bundy, the handsome serial killer. Right, which makes sense that... They would get Zac Efron to right. play Ted Bundy. So a little correction there. Again, don't come to us for accurate information. We, we are, are not, a good, not a good source. We are a good source of entertainment. If you want anything other than entertainment... Yeah, feel free to fact check the shit out of us. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> which is leads into my <clears throat> next my topic yeah which i actually have a source that is a live person as part of my topic and she said to me because i said oh can i cite you as one of my sources and she was like uh does it have to be right and i was like <laughs> it's not testimony it's and i was like i was like no it doesn't <laughs> it's our trademark and i was like nothing we do is right there is something in my throat and i'm not gonna edit out all these throat clearings yeah, so she was like, she was like, yeah, because, you know, you have to watch this movie to get all the information as, you know, correct as possible. And the movie is on Hulu and you have to like buy it. It's like four ninety nine for or not Hulu, Voodoo. Oh, okay. And you have to buy it. It's like four ninety nine for the HD version. Yeah. And I was going to buy it. But then we went to bed. <laughs> oh, so and then I couldn't watch it. Even if we were in bed, because you were there, and I didn't want you to see what I was going to do. Okay. So, I'm just going to go all based off of Wikipedia, and then based off of my memory of what she told me. 
for the rest. Oh, and my pronunciation is going to be wrong. Cool. Yeah. Mine is Vincent Willem Van Gogh. Oh, I've heard of him. Have you? I've heard of Vincent Van Gogh, I think. Yeah. Sun rings a bell. Yeah. He was a Dutch. 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 We can't keep doing the Dutch thing. We already did the Dutch thing. <laughs> we certainly can't call this episode Dutch again. That's a Metalocalypse reference, by the way, in case you're wondering why we say Dutch like that. Dutch. Check out Metalocalypse. It's, it, oh, it's, I was going to say it's on Hulu, but it's not. It's not on, on Hulu, Hulu anymore. anymore. You could probably get it on um, Cartoon Network's website. So he was a post-impressionist painter who obviously is pretty famous. And uh, he created about in just over a decade, he created about twenty one hundred works. OK, eight hundred and sixty oil paintings and in the last two years of his life. That's a lot. Yeah. Like, you know how much work that would like? That's a lot. I don't get nearly as much done. So the most comprehensive primary source of Van Gogh was the correspondence between him and his younger brother. His younger brother's name is spelled Theo, but it's pronounced Teo. I learned. Okay. I learned that. So I am pronouncing that right. Their lifelong friendship is what's known, like that's what's known most about Vincent's thoughts and theories of arts. And they had a ton of exchanges from 1872 until 1890. Teo was an art dealer and he provided his brother with financial and emotional support and access to influential people in the contemporary art scene of the time. Teo kept all of Vincent's letters to him, and Vincent kept very few of the letters he received. After both had died, Teo's widow arranged for the publication of some of the letters. So the letters I've learned are actually, like some of them are on display in the Netherlands in, the, in a museum. Okay. Going back some time, Van Gogh was a serious and thoughtful child. He was taught at home by his mother and his govern and a governess. And in 1860, he was sent to the village school. In 1864, he was placed at a boarding school where he felt abandoned and he campaigned to come home. Instead, in 1866, his parents sent him to a middle school where he was deeply unhappy. His interest in art began at a young age. He was encouraged to draw as a child by his mother, and his early drawings were very expressive, but they obviously don't even begin to approach the intensity of his later works. In 1869, his uncle sent obtained a position for him at the an art dealer in The Hague. After completing his training in 1873, he was transferred to London and he took lodgings at 87 Heckford Road in Stockwell. This was a very happy time for Van Gogh and he was successful. He ended up actually earning more than his father at the time. Teo's wife later remarked that this was the best year of Vincent's life. He became infatuated with the landlady's daughter, but was rejected after confessing his feelings and learning that she was secretly engaged to a former lodger. He grew more isolated. And this is when he started to get a little religious. Oh. Yeah. His father and uncle arranged a transfer to Paris in 1875, 
where he became resentful of issues such as the degree to which the firm commodified art, and then he was dismissed a year later. In April 1876, he returned to England, and he took unpaid work as a supply teacher in a small boarding school. When the, the proprietor, proprietor moved to Isleworth in Middlesex, Van Gogh went with him. The arrangement didn't work out, and he left to become a Methodist minister's assistant. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> he had it's some weird religious stuff in here. In 1876, he returned home at Christmas for six months, and he took work at a, a bookshop. He was unhappy in the position, and he spent his time doodling or translating passages from the Bible into English, French, and German. Oh, that sounds was, fun. Dude was fucking bright, though. Yeah. I mean. Everybody was smarter back then. <laughs> right. The fuck? He immersed himself in religion and became increasingly pious and mon monastic. Monastic, yes. Ah, word of the week. According to his flatmate at the time, Van Gogh ate frugally and he avoided meat. To support his religious conviction and his desire to become a pastor, in 1877, the family sent him to live with his uncle, a respected theologian in Amsterdam. Van Gogh prepared for the University of Amsterdam theology entrance exam, but he failed and he left his uncle's house in 1878. It must have been a hell of an exam. Right, this dude, this dude failed. He he undertook, but also failed, a three months course at a three month course at the Protestant Missionary School in Brussels. So Van Gogh returns home at his parents' house in 1881 for um, an extended stay. He continued to draw. He used his neighbors as subject. And in August, his recently widowed cousin comes for a visit. He really liked her. Her name was Key. Well, she went by Key. She was seven years older than him, and she had an eight-year-old son, and he surprises everyone by declaring his love to her and proposing marriage. She refused. Yeah, his cousin. Hmm. She refused with the words, no, nay, never. <laughs> Which in Dutch, Dutch, knew it nee nimmer. After Key returned to Amsterdam, Van Gogh went to The Hague to try to sell paintings and to meet his second cousin, Anton Mauve. Mauve was a successful artist, and Van Gogh obviously longed to be an a successful artist, so Mauve invited him to return in a few months and suggested to spend that Van Gogh spend time beginning to work in charcoals and pastels. So he went back to his parents' house and started working in these mediums. So Mauve takes Van Gogh on as a student and introduces him to watercolors, which he then worked on for the next few months and then before he went home at Christmas. He fights with his father, refuses to attend church, and then leaves for the hike. Within a month, Van Gogh and Mauve fall out. They say it's over this plaster casting, whatever. So, in June, Van Gogh suffers a bout of gonorrhea and spends three weeks mm -hmm. in the hospital. Yeah. Like you do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Soon after, he first painted in oils, which brought which he bought with money he borrowed from Teo. 
he really liked the medium and he spread the paint liberally, scraping the canvas and working back with a brush. In March of 1882, Mauve appears to have gone cold towards Van Gogh and stopped replying to his letters. He had learned of Van Gogh's new domestic arrangement with an alcoholic prostitute. Mm-hmm. And I can't pronounce her name. I think it's Cien. Sure. So we're going to call her that. Okay. Cien and her younger daughter was the alcoholic. Cien was her her for the prostitute. She had a younger daughter or young daughter. Van Gogh had met her towards the end of 1882. And at the time, her daughter was five and she, the prostitute, was pregnant. She had previously born two children who had died, but Van Gogh was unaware of this. So on July 2nd, she gave birth to a baby boy named Willem. When Van Gogh's father discovered the details of this relationship, he put pressure on his son to abandon Cien and her two children. Vincent first defied him and considered moving the family out into this out of the city. But in late 1883, he left Cien and the children. Poverty may have pushed Cien back into prostitution. The home became less happy after Van Gogh left. She gave Cien gave her daughter to her mother and Willem to her brother. And Willem really thought that Van Gogh was his father because that's what Cian had told her, him yeah. and, and told everybody. But the timing makes this completely unlikely. She was already pregnant by the time she met right. Van Gogh. Cian drowned herself in River Scheldt in 1904. Oof. Anyway, going back to Van Gogh. In February 1886, he wrote to Teo that he could only remember eating six hot meals since the previous May. His teeth became loose and painful. Jesus. In Antwerp, he applied himself to the study of color theory and spent time in museums, particularly studying the work of Peter Paul Rubens, and he broadened his color palette to carmine, cobalt blue, and emerald green. So he started working at this part. You don't really, you don't really care about the colors and all of that, but he was drinking heavily again. He was hospitalized between February and March of 1886. And he was treated for syphilis. Ah. His his life wasn't going great, is my point. Van Gogh moved to Paris in March of 1886, ill from drinking and suffering from a smoker's cough. In February of 1888, he sought refuge in Arles. He hoped to found an artist colony and be less of a burden to his brother. In Arles, he became what we know as Van Gogh. Yeah. He completed 200 paintings, more than 100 drawings and watercolors, including the famous Sunflower series. Mm. Another famous artist comes and he stays with him in Arles, and the two men were working together for almost two months. On December 23rd, which is today, but in 1888, um, in a fit of dementia, Van Gogh threatens his friend with a knife before turning it on himself and mutilating his earlobe. That's why I picked the topic, because today's the anniversary. (laughs) Afterwards, he allegedly wrapped up the ear and gave it to a prostitute in a nearby brothel. (laughs) 
Standard gift. Hey. Or your favorite sex worker. Sex worker gift time. Cut off your ear. Following the incident, Van Gogh was hospitalized in Arles and checked himself into a men mental institution in San Raimi for almost oh, for a year. During his stay, he fluctuated between periods of madness and intense creativity, which produced some of his most well-known works, including Starry Night and Irises. Mm. Okay, so here's the here's the end, and here's where here's where the story deviates. The commonly known story and then the story that I'm just going to tell you from memory. On the 27th of July, 1890, at age 37, Van Gogh was shot in the chest with a 7 millimeter. Le Fischer à Blush. Yeah. It was French. Revolver. So I have a friend named Madeline. She's got a bachelor's in art history with a minor in Italian from Auburn University and a master's in museum studies from John Hopkins. When I told her that I wanted to do Van Gogh because of the anniversary of the ear slicing yeah. and all that, she was like, oh, are you telling them about the murder? Well, it's mm -hmm. pretty common knowledge that Van Gogh killed himself. Suicide at 37. Oh, okay. He supposedly shot himself in the chest and died 30 hours later. Yeah. That's it. And she's like... She's like, art historians believe it was it was murder. Well, he lived for 30 hours and he was talking yeah. during that time. So here's why she said I needed to watch that movie. Because the what's, movie, I what's guess, the covers, movie called? Um, Loving Vincent, I believe. OK. And, it, and it's an animated movie. It's like done in the, his brushstroke style. Oh, cool. Yeah. So. The suicide theory is that he shot himself in the chest, which makes no sense because this dude would have shot himself in the head if he was trying to right. kill himself. But and, you know, he wrote these letters and he had just bought a bunch of art supplies. And he had written Teo saying, I'm doing so well. I, You know, I can't I, I'm working on this great stuff. I'm doing it like things are going great. Yeah. But. This is back when Cowboys and Indians and the Annie Oakley show were a big deal. OK, so he was found shot in the chest in, a, in an open field. Hmm. They believe that he was shot by a neighbor kid who was like a troublemaker. Oh, but they were playing. Yeah, they were playing Cowboys and Indians. Yeah. But because he was so troubled he didn't want this kid's life to be ruined. So he told them he did it himself. Oh. And he let, right? Yeah. Isn't that sad? Yeah. And it's because he didn't want this kid to have just have his life. Right. Because the angle that it was at was under, like under your sternum. Yeah. And like it ricocheted off the ribs. And you can't actually yeah, do it. They said... The doctor said that the that the gun would have had to be on the ground and he would have had a fall on it. But it was a revolver, not a not a rifle. Yeah. So they don't know how he would have set it off. Right. And he was fine. He lived for 30 hours. He was smoking, which is actually probably what killed him. <laughs> he was smoking after 24 hours and then they it, he had a swift decline after that. And the last thing he said 
before he died to to tail was this is this is the ultimate sadness or oh. something like that like he was so sad but art historians believe or a lot of art historians i shouldn't say all of them believe that he was it was a murder or it was an accidental death i guess you yeah. could call it and that he took the fall for that this kid because he didn't want the kid's life to be ruined and he knew people would believe he killed himself yeah isn't that sad that is sad that's a bummer story thank you maggie <laughs> but is it a bummer story i don't it like it's, it's a sad sad story and sadly <laughs> i thought it was interesting it wasn't the only thing i really ever know about him is that he, he cut his ear off and died at 37 at 37 didn't fucking eat food and his teeth were like falling out and he always got the got I feel the like fucking teeth STD. were always an issue back in the day though they didn't you have always hear about wooden teeth and things like that like they didn't know what to do with teeth back they, then yeah and dentistry then, was not at its peak and they well and they were also like fucking everything and right <laughs> syphilis gonorrhea <laughs> they were just sticking their dicks and everything so I'm also a really this is kind of this is very off topic so I'm a really big fan of this guy napoleon hill right okay and i was gonna cover him but i've decided not to cover him so i'm gonna tell you guys this I'm a real big fan of his and he he worked with andrew carnegie to write this really great book so i was reading up on his life because there's like a napoleon hill foundation it's like this thing he got married and then annulled at 15 because he thought he fathered a child at 15 in like 1903. Like what? Oh, yeah, everybody was always fucking <laughs> like all the everybody. Time. I don't care what anybody says. That's just <laughs> that's a thing that's always happening. Oh, my Lord. All right. Anyway. All right. So I have for you guys what maybe some of you have been waiting for. Oh. I have a review of the Aquaman movie. Um. We haven't seen the Aquaman movie, so that's not, that's not possible. We can't. No, you don't. I Because we haven't seen it. I think I can accurately review this movie without sitting through it. I can't bring myself to sit through it. I kept looking at tickets yesterday, and every time I went to add them to my cart, I just put my phone down. I can't You were supposed to go see it, it at 9 o'clock last night. You did not go, so you can't review it. <laughs> No, I think I can. I think I can review Aquaman. I think I've done enough YouTube research to review this movie with spoilers, mind you. So this is going to be a spoiler filled review for a movie I have not seen. Spo spoilers, po probably. Because he <laughs> if, doesn't. He if the information I have is accurate, there may be some spoilers. <laughs> he hasn't seen it. So maybe spoilers. But this is my Aquaman review that maybe some of you have been wanting to to hear this and, motherfucker well, you know what we, i ran that poll it was 100 percent unanimous for us not to go see the movie you so also didn't give another option that's beside the point the point is 100 percent unanimous and uh, most people were adamant save one that we uh, they gave a hearty fuck no do not go see aquaman amanda wrote in and said we should all go. right we did have one write in that we should see it and I'm, you know, it's still, it's just open. So I could still go see it if I'm, you know, you, feeling you bored tried, or suicidal really, or something. You, you tried last night and you said you couldn't bring yourself to. I couldn't. I'm enjoying life too much right now to to put that on myself. And I, I just, I can't do it. So I'll just give you my review based on trailers, based on the five minute extended uh, scene they had and uh, some other video I watched on YouTube. 
that's that's not how reviews work. <laughs> I, I think this is a good way to do to review Aquaman because it's all right. Well, maybe spoilers, guys. Yeah, maybe. spoilers. Maybe. Oh, I don't, he here's, hasn't well, here's seen the it. thing, though. It's fucking Aquaman. How could it possibly? Here's here's the, here's the reality about Aquaman. None of our listeners, none, zero, I would wager money on this, have any fucking clue about Aquaman's origin because no one fucking cares. So there can't really be spoilers for this movie because deep down, no one gives a shit about Aquaman. I don't know anybody who owns an Aquaman comic book. I don't know anybody who owns an Aquaman piece of merchandise. Have you ever seen anybody in an Aquaman shirt? I've seen Green Lantern shirts on people. I've seen The Flash. Never seen an Aquaman shirt on a single person in 42 years of life. Yeah, I haven't either. So I don't think people really care about spoilers. How could you? It's fucking Aquaman. What could, you know, maybe if they took it in a crazy direction. But again, from what I've watched on YouTube, they didn't. All right. So I'm just going to summarize and offer thoughts. Feel free to jump in. You haven't seen it either. So your opinion is just as valid. So let's. And, and educated from what I can tell. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, Jesus Christ. Aquaman is the son of a human and an Atlantean. The Atlantean woman. Her name is Atlanta. <laughs> See, already it's going great. Who's She's portrayed by Nicole Kidman. It'd be like if my name was like Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> or like Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> Ohio from Ohio. <laughs> Cool. And, and his dad is the human. He's a, he's a lighthouse keeper. Apparently, that's a profession. And can he, you keep Ohio? <laughs> You're an Ohio keeper. <laughs> he uh, he's portrayed by Tamira Morrison. Okay, I don't know what that is. He's Django Fett from. Oh, you know Django Fett. That makes sense. Why Jason Momosa looks like that? Yeah. Is that his name? Momoa. Momoa. Yeah, I've forgotten into his the real trap. name. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's Jason Momoa. Shit. <laughs> It's like it's like when you like say something wrong for so long. So, yeah, it, I've what? read and watched multiple places that she washes up on shore for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why she washed. I don't know. I, I, I should see this movie, maybe. But uh, <laughs> she she was it just seemed it just crossed my mind just now. Why is she washing up on shore? She's an Atlantean. What what happened? Did she get mugged underwater? <laughs> Was there, like, why are you washing up on shore? Did you forget how to swim? You're a fucking Atlantean. Anyway, she washes up on shore. Uh, this dude finds her. Aquaman daddy finds her. She eats his pet goldfish. And so no, he no, no. and so he falls in love with her because. Yeah. Like you do <laughs> when someone eats your fish out of your fish tank. I can tell you right now, if you ate Crowley, I'd be so mad at you. Right. That's a more appropriate reaction. So I don't bad. think that would be endearing at I all. I wouldn't be like, hey. Yeah, you, me. <laughs> Let's bedroom. go right now. Carry me off. I shouldn't have said his name. <laughs> yeah, all, no, he's all intrigued. He's all like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, why did you do that? He's like, "You said E A T." All right. So anyway, the the product of this of this union is, of course, Jason Momoa. And at now, this is from the trailer. They show him in an aquarium on a field trip. This massive, Wait. amazing no, aquarium. No. What? Hold on. No, what? no, no. What? No, no, no. What? Oh, you haven't seen it. What? Seen what? Yeah, the movie. I saw the trailer. <laughs> I saw the trailer multiple times. Well, where? So where was he birthed? Who gives a shit? Me. Well, why? So you, let's go birthed? see the movie then. If you care, go see the movie. 
No, I don't care that I'm much. Li- nobody in this house will go see. If somebody here was like, yes, I want to go see Aquaman, I would take them and go watch it. I but am since not no giving, one here. I, I set very clear boundaries and priorities, and two and a half hours of my time going to this movie is not one of them. Yeah, that's how I feel. I, I, I just can't do it. And, uh, But I, I need to understand. Like it, It's one thing when a woman gets pregnant with like a god's child yeah. because then she births him on earth or whatever and it's like whatever yeah but was he born underwater i don't no 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 he he's definitely raised as a human from what i've got so he's she like human. she like gives birth to him in the fucking bathtub and then she flies she goes back underwater don't fish did she have like a hundred aquaman and he was the only one who survived did he kill all his siblings you know how fish Fishy, yeah, right? they like lay all those eggs. Yeah, they like like lay tons of eggs. Like like Finding Nemo. Yes, I think this also happened in the movie. She took over his bathroom, and there were hundreds of eggs attached to the walls in the shower. <laughs> yes, spoiler alert. This happened. <laughs> this was in the movie. I don't think. I don't My think version it. of this movie is so much better already. And Jason Momoa is was the sole survivor. Yeah, he survived. He ate all the other eggs. That's why he's so Actually, big. No, no, no. I think what happened is Django Fett came in. With some Tylex, cleaned up the the shower. He missed one. (laughs) He was like Aquaman. He's like all this shit all over. He's like, is this mildew? What is this? Right, this this has got to go. He's like scrubbing bubbles. And she was horrified, of course, because he just committed mass abortion on a huge scale. All those little happy scrubbing bubbles are just like all over the (laughs) little mustache (laughs) scrubbing bubbles. Yeah, they're just going to town. All right, so Aquaman. Is, is born. His name is Arthur Curry. Arthur. Yeah, Art, Arthur Curry. Uh, yeah, he looks like an Arthur. So, so in this scene from a trailer, he, he's on a field trip. He's a young kid. He already has his Jason Mosa hair, though. Who named him? That Who cares? You're getting into details that you don't care about in other movies. You didn't ask who named Peter Parker. That's just his name. His, his parents, parents named, him. named him. There you go. His, okay, her his mother is like a sea creature. So I want to no, know. Nicole Kidman. She's Australian. It's not that grandiose. Yeah, it's a sea creature. <laughs> They're like down. No, not really a big thing. No, but it is a big thing because like did like when your when your mother is. An, well, she like, took off at some point. That's all I've, I've gathered okay, that much. I don't know why. Don't or she died or something or she was killed, maybe. One of those things happened. <laughs> she <either laughs> left, she died, or she was killed. I don't remember because I haven't seen the movie. I don't so. remember because <laughs> because they've never created that memory. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, I've died. So, but she's not the picture anymore. He's but, being raised by Django. No, Fett. but here's what I don't understand. What he it, was named by a comic book artist in the '40s. All right, that's that's who named Arthur Curry. <laughs> that's where he got his name. But from. do you understand my question? Like when you're born, right? Like when you're born. Yeah. You have to go like somewhere and get a birth certificate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But when you're born by a sea creature. She's a human. She's in totally human form. She's not a mermaid. I don't know what you think she looks like. She just looks like Nicole Kidman. Oh, she doesn't have like a tail? No, this is a little mermaid. (laughs) She's got feet and everything. Oh. Yeah. So she's able to like walk into a hospital and be like, oh, I'm hugely pregnant. Yes. Oh, okay. Never mind. She gets service right away. Okay. She's okay. a stunning white woman. They they rush right to her. Okay. So yeah, she but she probably doesn't have insurance. So do they? Do they rush right? Well, to her? Uh, if she's married, well, white white housekeepers make bank, from what I understand. Do they? 
no, I have. I don't even know that that's a real job. It <laughs> so is. I'm just throwing, I don't know. It I'm is guessing. a job. Is it a job? Yeah, it's a job. I'm a lighthouse keeper. Yeah. I live in the lighthouse and make sure the light comes on. They can't automate that at this point. No, anyway. I, I don't think it's a job anymore. Oh, okay. But it was a job in okay. like the 40s or whenever the fuck they wrote this. Right. But not in the 80s, maybe when Monaco Man was born, Arthur Curry. I'm just trying to get to the scene in the aquarium here where... Kids are picking on him, you know, like you always do to like you always pick on. There's all you always pick on the hero kid for some reason. Son of son of a lighthouse keeper. Ha ha. Right. Like everybody's always your picking dad on, has a job. Everybody's picking on Harry, Loser. Harry Potter. Everyone picked on him. And so he never like, give any reasons. Though. He was like, I want to talk to the I was snake picked now. on because I was poor, <laughs> you know, like that's a reason to get picked on. Yeah. So he's getting picked on in the aquarium. And that's where he seems to discover his ability to talk to ocean life. Right. Harry Potter did this exact same thing. That's where he discovered his ability to pick to talk to snakes. OK. And well, the, first of all, I just want to point out this aquarium is amazing. Have you seen the trailer? Yeah, it, it's probably 18 feet high. There are full blown great white fucking sharks in here. You know, and he summons totally. them over. And their first thought is they run into the glass. They crack it. And the kids are scared as he stands there. My thought, I was thinking, if what if I if I was one of the kids bullying them, I'd be like, oh my god, they want to eat Arthur, because I would not <laughs> immediately assume that the child we're picking on is talking to the fish. I'd be like, holy shit, Arthur, get away from the fucking glass! I know I'm a bully, but I don't want you eaten by a shark. Oh, I I would definitely if I was bullying a kid and then a shark was trying to eat that kid, I'd be like, be like fucking eat that kid, yeah, because I don't like him either. So, but he realizes, and then in the trailer they play the. They play the power chord, right. the distortion on it to show that he's a badass. Now he's a badass, and then his eyes do some weird yellow thing, and and then he grows oh, up to show that he's a snake. No, that he, he's Aquaman, I guess. Aquaman, he's very fish proud of his ability to make shark run into glass at will. Snakes have yellow eyes, not fish. Did I'm somebody? Sure some fish do. Did the person who wrote the movie really like Harry Potter? Because that's from Harry Potter. Possibly. That's, yeah, okay. it's, 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 I don't know who wrote the movie. It's cool that Harry Potter has managed to influence. I mean, do you just, do you just want to watch Harry Potter real quick? Instead? No, that's a terrible movie. Yeah, I've it tried, is. I keep trying to like those movies. It, it is a terrible good. movie, but it sounds a lot better than Aquaman. Mm, six of one, half dozen, you know. I don't know. I don't think so. I tried watching it, remember? There's a whole thing with Dumbledore where he shows up in full fucking wizard regalia in modern day times. And then... You want to know what's weird about that? Is that they show, like, from the new movie. And it's only 16 years between, like, the newest movie that that's, like, in theaters right now. Mm -hmm. And the first Harry Potter. It's only mm -hmm. 16 years difference. Dude's in, like, a three-piece suit in the new movie. And he's Jude and he's Law. Young. And he's, he's Jude Law. He's a young Jude Law. Well, not young, I guess, but he's, he's Jude Law. He's middle-aged Jude Law. Right. It's 16 Man, years, and it's like, what happened? Terribly. I might put a curse on Dumbledore or something. Maybe. All right, so Jason Momoa grows up thinking his mother is either dead or murdered. And now he has a half-brother named uh, King Orm, portrayed by Patrick Wilson, I believe. King Orp? Orm. Oh. Orm. We said Orm portrayed by, so it sounded like Orm. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> it's a dumb name either way. Orp. So Orm, Uncle Orm. ORM. Yeah, he decides he's going to bring. Who's it portrayed by? Patrick Wilson, I think. That one guy oh, from the, the guy Conjuring. From, uh, is that his name? Oh, yeah, the guy from The Conjuring. Patrick somebody. Yeah, the guy who was married to that chick from. 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 Uh, uh, from Bates Motel. 
Okay. From The Conjuring, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vera okay. Farmiga. Yeah. So that's his half-brother. He decides he's going to send all the trash back onto the shore that people keep throwing in the ocean. That's He's going to attack that. He's going to start with that. I'm sorry. Is this movie about how we shouldn't pollute? Possibly. I think there are probably some environmental ties. But as as you might be thinking, why haven't they just always been sending the trash back if this was an option? So, but it's weird that they waited till it accumulated so well, terribly. Well, I'm guessing he, how old is he? Because, I mean, Jason Mimosa was born in, like, Mimosa? Patrick Wilson. Mimosa? What's his name? Mamoa. What has happened to me? Do you think I'm senile? Just call him Aquaman. Sh- should I go to a doctor? <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> um, So, Aquaman, though, or Arthur, yeah. was born in the 80s, right? I'm guessing. So, when was was the guy from The Conjuring born? Later, after. He's a half-brother. Is Patrick Wilson really younger than me? No, I doubt that. But the character is younger <sighs> than Jason Momoa. Phew. <laughs> I was like, Jesus H. No, for the sake of the fiction of this movie, he's he's the younger brother. He's going to take over. So wait a uh, second, though. So, but it is however old he is. So it's since the it's as long as he's been able to do that, he should have been throwing trash back on. You should see this movie. You're way more into it than I am, and it's weirding me out because you clearly care a lot more than I do. I'm trying to give a half-ass review over here. You're asking me questions I know nothing about. Fine. <laughs> like let's well, uh, after this we're gonna go see aquaman i know i have things to clearly do want to see aquaman i have you questions. have the desire i just have questions you do have questions that i don't have my number one question to. right now is how old he is so go ahead anyway all right so queen mira portrayed by amber heard you see her in patrick wilson's older than you he should be he looks older than me okay good anyway jesus christ she's queen mira she's the daughter of dolph lundgren's King somebody, I don't know his name. Didn't see the movie. So <laughs> Queen Mira clearly has a thing for Jason Momoa. They show them in Atlantis in the Justice League movie. Now, here's the other thing, too, is he doesn't know. It, this is what I've oh, gathered. Jason Momoa is older than me, too. Anyway, this is what I've gathered from the trailers. And I'm going to say this is 100% accurate. Between Justice League and Aquaman, Arthur Curry forgot how to get into Atlantis. From the trailers I've watched... So he's in Atlantis in Justice League talking, you know, whatever. And then in this movie, he's like, I don't know. I don't know anything about that world. But he comes and goes in Justice League. Like, that's his whole thing. He comes and goes to Atlantis. I've never seen Justice League. Oh, OK. Well, don't, you don't need to. It's bad. It's not good. <laughs> so I actually saw that movie. I'm not speaking just from watching trailers and YouTube videos. But yeah, so apparently he doesn't even know how to get into Atlantis. Great, great job keeping that universe cohesive. Um. So, but anyway, she needs him for some reason because he, you know, he's half human and half Atlantean. And for some reason, people are supposed to care about that and not want to fight each other anymore, I guess. They're supposed to be like, oh, but he's a human. Like, oh, but he's Atlantean. Let's all be friends, from what I gather. Black Manta factors in somehow. Black Manta is a really cool looking villain. I don't know much about him other than he looks really cool. Who plays him? I don't know his name. Cool. I'll Google it while you talk. And they... They have him in the movie, but he's not the main villain. So from what I understand, they waste him as the villain. He's not used. This Orm fella is the villain. And then the big, they have the big fight at the end, you know, the big epic fight. See, oh, wait, wait, wait. I also, from the YouTube videos, I learned there's an octopus that plays drums. 
Yeah, you can't pronounce his name, can you? No, yeah. that's why you said you didn't know. Yeah, I can't. I don't know that, that his guy's name. His name is Yaya Abdul Mateen II. Okay. So there's an octopus that plays drums, though, is what I'm trying to say. Oh. I'm not making this up. I'm sorry. So that's instead of a fight scene? No, no, no. There's, there's at some a, point they show an octopus playing drums, and like we've an, reached levels of like worse than Phantom Menace at this point. I don't point. know. That sounds kind of like a cantina band moment. Like octopus they're like, doo, 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 except it's an octopus. <laughs> like I'm in. No. Don't compare Aquaman to original trilogy. You can compare it to prequel trilogy. Don't compare it to original trilogy. Not, not I don't the know. Same thing. I don't even know that. You Have you seen it. the CGI in these trailers? Like the movie looks faker than the, the prequel trilogy did, which looked incredibly fake because it's all green screen. But this movie looks terribly fake. Remember when I thought Amber Heard's she has a bright red wig and it's so red, I thought it was cgi but it turns out it's actually just a very incredibly deeply red wig yeah that they may have still cgi enhanced at some point oh i'm sure they did because you can you can bump up tones yeah yeah so anyway again from what i've gathered in spoiler alert the orm and arthur curry are gonna fight it's gonna be the big movie but then then uh atlanta from Atlanta, but what? No, from Atlanta shows up. She's not from Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta, from Atlanta. <laughs> she drinks my Atlanta. Shows up in she's Atlanta. She's from Australia. Yeah, actually, right. she shows up and she's not dead. Turns out. Where has she been? No fucking idea. That does. She just waited till that moment, and then Orm's like, "Oh, big misunderstanding. Sorry, everything's Is cool Arthur's now, bro." Arthur's dad alive? They show I've seen scenes where he where Momoa is drinking in a bar with him. So, so he's he, alive. Yeah. So why did why did he why did. It's a terrible DC movie. Even if I saw the movie, I don't know that I'd be able to answer your question. It just sounds like a horribly written. So that's that's a summary slash review. It's garbage. It's also total garbage. Also, why did permission to come aboard oh my as God. I coyly look over my shoulder and put my finger to my mouth like this is like permission to come aboard. OK, that scene is clearly meant for middle aged women. <laughs> clearly. So bad. It's so bad. All the dialogue. Uh, Aquaman has about seven lines in the whole movie. They consist of this is awesome. It's called an ass whooping. Badass. And redheads. What are you going to do? That's that's that all his, that's all his dialogue. Is that a line? Yeah, that's in the trailer. That's oh. all the dialogue he has. That's oh, no. it. That's <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh my goodness. One star out of ten. You haven't, <laughs> that's my you review. haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, one star out of ten. That's my review. I don't know. The octopus playing drum sounds kind of good. I'll Do go you, if if somebody wants to go see the movie, I, I will go see it with them. I am not willing you to. You clearly give it. want to. You I have, have so many questions. Yeah, but I don't feel like they're answered. But you, so but OK, so go see the movie. We'll go see the movie. We'll answer your questions. But I'll be so angry because I don't feel like they're going to be answered in the movie. Like, where's Nicole Kidman all this time? Why right? is she getting pregnant by so many different men? Like what? <laughs> what is happening? No, no, no. I think the other one, the half brother is. Oh, no. I, don't have, I mean, it, Patrick Wilson doesn't look anything like Jason Momoa, so it's clearly not. Yeah. Like Jingle Fett's fucking kid. Yeah, I have no idea. It's clearly Nicole Kidman's kid. I with, think my review, though, is just as well written as the movie. But, like, what's his name? Or Owen Wilson? What's his name? Owen. Orm. Orm. King Orm. King? Yeah, I think so. He's a king? Or Prince so Orm? Is he older than? I thought they called him King Orm. Then he's got to be older. I read that he's the younger half-brother. That's what I read. 
He was born in 73. There's no fucking way. Yeah, the actor was. But that's not about the the actors. Oh, also, there's a whole bunch of walking in the desert, apparently, that goes on for a very long time as they go look for stuff. That's a part of the movie, too, I saw in the in the one thing. And there's a pointless chase scene that I watched the extended scene of. I hate chase scenes anyway. And this one's just it's right up there. They have all this something I always hated about the DC Universe movies is they have this pointless slow motion and it's constant. They use it all the time and I fucking hate it. It's it's such a Michael Bay, Zack Snyder technique, and it sucks. It, it just it looks cheesy. It's bad. And they use it in all all the scenes I've seen from the movie. So DC snagged up um, that good director that made that one bad tweet, right? James Gunn. James Gunn. For what? He didn't make any bad tweets. He made bad jokes. He made a were, bad joke like years ago. Yeah, he made rape jokes. A hundred years ago. And. That makes, I guess he's a piece of shit now. And the, the guy that took him down, though, is actually an accused rapist, which is weird to me. Right. That's that's, that's a good person to trust. Right. The accused rapist. Anyway, so they snagged him up. Of course. And they he, put him on, put him on Suicide Squad 2, of all oh, things. that's what it was. The fucking, get, put him in a Green Lantern movie. That's That was my prediction. That is my recommendation. Get James Gunn to do Green Lantern. A Green Lantern core movie would be ideal. A team movie. Anyway, anyway. Um, Suicide Squad 2. Is the Joker dead by any chance? No. Oh. But who knows? They're, they're changing everything up now. They're, they're just ignoring stuff already. Oh, did they recast it maybe? Well, they already have Joaquin Phoenix playing a version of the Joker. Oh, yeah, I saw In his that. own movie. So who knows what they have. They could They're maybe so not confused have Jared over there. I hope so. I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll move on from that. They if have they, to, right? If they could not have. And he's not like, even a part of Suicide Squad. So I don't know why he's even in. Hopefully he's not even in Suicide Squad 2. It doesn't make have, sense. Maybe Margot Robbie could just be. The star. The star. So, yeah, they they focused on Will uh, Will Smith's Deadshot was pretty much the star of that movie. The first one. Speaking of Will Smith, what the hell is going on with Aladdin? Yeah, that's your that's your court. I don't give a shit about Aladdin. Aladdin. <laughs> Aladdin. I the only thing Aladdin. I know about Aladdin is take off your pants. That's the only thing I remember from Aladdin. <laughs> that's a very that was that was yeah, that was I love Aladdin. I'm not thrilled about that. What? What's wrong with Will Smith? He's not blue. <laughs> Do you know anyone who's blue? <laughs> Robin Williams. <laughs> He was blue. I thought that was a reference to the fact that he's dead. <laughs> that's, that's, that's terrible. Oh, that's a terrible bad I, taste. I, I love Robin Williams. So fuck you. That's <laughs> such bad taste. Oh. Why would you make that joke? Why did you make that joke? I did not make you that joke. You made that, that joke. That was you. Oh. I would never, oh. never would I ever. Never have I ever. But oh no, he's supposed God. to, I read that he's supposed to be, he's, he turns, he gets his big blue form at some point. Oh my God. Oh, my stomach hurts. You know who's blue? Tobias Funke. <laughs> That's who's blue. <laughs> I just blew myself. <laughs> <laughs> there are dozens of us. <laughs> dozens. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Well, so that's my review of Aquaman. You I'm should go see, it. Short. go see it and let me know. I kept it short. It's only an hour. Let me know if anything was right. And let me know how. Let, let me know what you think of the movie. Fuck it. I'm keeping all my coughs in. You know what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> holiday special you get to hear all my hacking and all my sniffling i'm not even sick but yeah go see aquaman it's a great movie 
go see. No, I don't have any recommendations. Watch that movie that I haven't watched yet that I really meant to watch, but I went to bed. Actually, don't go see Aquaman. Go see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's a great movie that I've actually seen. I'm considering seeing it again. I want to see this Bumblebee movie, despite the last four Transformers movies being terrible and the first one not exactly being amazing. The Bumblebee movie looks like I get kind of an Iron Giant vibe from it. Bumblebee tuna? Bumblebee tuna. I don't want anything to do with that Bumblebee movie. Yeah. You think it's going to be sad? I do. Yeah, like I, an Iron Giant kind of thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. that's the kind of... I, I want to see it. I think I think Bumblebee... I, I probably looks... won't see it till it's on video, though. I, I'd rather go see that Spider-Man movie again. That's a really good movie. If you want to see a good superhero movie this weekend, go see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. If you want to see a terrible movie... Go see Aquaman. Go see Aquaman. We we haven't actually seen it, right. but... Pretty sure my review is spot on, <laughs> so let me know. Jeez. That's all I got. Yeah, it's everything. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yes. Uh, Kwanzaa's on the 26th. Festivus is today. Happy Boxing Day. Happy. All that stuff. So happy. Happy whatever you celebrate. Yes. Merry whatever. Bye. Bye.